coming up this week on Sporting Journal Radio. And the fishing with Live Target products was a, a success right out of the gate. So, oh, there's fish. <laughs> we really enjoyed uh, developing products for niche markets. I fish, I hunt, and always will. Broadcasting from the Alclair Outdoor Studios. Presented by OnX. Know where you stand with OnX. We're not just a radio show anymore. This is Sporting Journal Radio. Welcome to the show. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thanks for tuning in right here. Maybe you're watching this on YouTube. Thank you very much. That's Dan Amundsen over there. Dan? We're back. We are back. After a couple of long days of travel, we're home from our Northwest Saskatchewan adventure at Tazan Lake Lodge once again. We're going to talk about that adventure up there. What was different this year? What surprised us? There were a couple of interesting things that took place. A couple of them while we were in the airplane, too. We'll tell you what those were uh, coming up in just a little bit. Uh, we were also in the boat with Trevor Montgomery from Tazan Lake Lodge and Vic Cook from Live Target in Mustad. We'll talk to them about their experience and what might be new from Live Target coming soon we'll see if we can get some some uh, info out of Vic while we're out there fishing at Tazan Lake Lodge but first Dan who are the sponsors this week live target lures match the hatch this summer at livetargetlures.com lake of the woods tourism lake of the woods is the walleye capital of the world plan a trip for this summer fall or winter at lake of the woods mn.com haybell heights campground and resort book a trip to devil's lake north dakota learn more at haybellheights.com ottertail lakes country find your inner otter year round at ottertaillakescountry.com and prairie sportsman we're going to be filming some new episodes pretty soon uh, you can watch old episodes anytime at the prairie sportsman youtube channel or Check your TV guide for airtimes. That is your homework assignment. Check out our four YouTube channels, the Prairie Sportsman one, this one right here, Sporting Journal Radio, of course, the Taz and Lake Lodge one. We were up there filming a new uh, new season of Taz and TV, so find Taz and Lake Lodge on YouTube. And, uh, of course, our new one, Fish Hunt Forever, where you can see our other fishing and hunting adventures uh, on YouTube, Fish Hunt Forever. Dan, it's that time of year. Things are starting to change a little bit. Yeah, fall was definitely in the air as we were leaving. The temps cooled down. You could feel it, even if it was warm, you could feel the wind was just crisp. Like I mentioned to Barry a few times, I'm like, man, I feel like it's a Sunday afternoon and tomorrow I got to get my backpack and, you know, yeah, I haven't been in school in five years or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I got to get my backpack and make sure my shoulder pads are in the locker, my jersey's clean and go to football practice after school tomorrow. I just had that feeling. Uh, luckily, we don't have to do that. We just got to go fishing the next day, but falls around the corner here, but up north, fall set in. Yeah. It was wild. There were a couple of days where we got up and Trevor's like, ooh, fall. You feel that? Fall is here. And then we'd see a message from back home here in Minnesota and it was 100 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I was glad we weren't, weren't there. And uh, so were the surf scoters. Yeah, right. Yeah, we saw all kinds of wildlife up there. We're going to talk about why, one of the reasons why we saw so much wildlife here in a, in a minute. But it was interesting, Dan, when we left, when we left the island on uh, the 13th, we flew out to Fort McMurray. I think it was like 70 degrees probably at the at the lodge. If that. If that. Uh, probably cooler. 84 when we landed in Fort Mac. So. Yeah, a couple hundred miles makes a difference, that's for sure. Yeah, well, and that wasn't, and that's not straight north either. That's kind of a northwest, it's, it's or northeast direction to Tazen from there. But Lake Athabasca kind of creates its own weather up there. So it can be kind of interesting, but it was nice. We were up there for a couple of weeks and didn't have to deal with the hot temps that people have been dealing with down here in Minnesota. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Especially, could you imagine laying in a wheat field in North Dakota right now when it's, you know, when it's 90 degrees? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, so I don't want to do it ever again. 
Yeah, that's that's my biggest issue. I think with the August Canada Goose season, you know, it's fun. Everybody's anxious and itching to get out there, but I'm not. I'm not ready for it. Really, you keep talking about how you're ready for it, and now you have the chance to go hunt. Like, I don't know. I'm not ready. Yeah, oh, I can't wait for fall. Can't wait for fall. Here you go. Yeah, it's here. Go hunt. It's not here. That's the thing. Like I am ready for fall. I'm ready to go hunting, but it's it's the middle of August. It's 90 degrees. It'd be swatting mosquitoes and sweating. I've done it too, and I've had some great trips. It, uh, you know, the thing is, we we kind of are making fun of it right now, but the, the, we're gonna do the exact same thing in two weeks in September. It'll probably be about 95 degrees. The mosquitoes will be out. And probably be the exact same, but yeah. it'll be September, so it's different. And it's weird. Like last year, Dan, we were in doing that in Saskatchewan, you and it was like. 90 degrees. Yeah, 30. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 30. But you'd think you'd gone up to Saskatchewan and it's September, that'd be a little bit cooler. But it was, man, it was hot up there last year. Um, so hopefully we don't quite have summer weather in uh, in September this year. But I, I don't know. Are you going to go to Game Fair this week? I know last weekend at Game Fair was real hot. And it looks like it's going to be again this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I kind of want to spend as little time in a car as possible. Yes, <laughs> the next few days. So, probably, probably gonna skip game fair this year. Although it'd be fun to go see a bunch of people and and see what's what's new in the hunting world. I'll be honest, I haven't been keeping up with it this summer as much as I have in the past. So it'd be kind of cool to see what's going on in that world. Um, but I think I'll skip it this year and maybe I'll let you handle that one. How much? Uh, that's my plan. I think I might head out, head down there this weekend. So if you're at Game Fair, uh, hopefully I'll see you there. Stop and say hi if you see me. Might have Tiny walking around with me. But Dan, you, you've been too busy fishing all summer. And that's, you know, every year about this time we ask that question, are you going to be more excited about fishing this fall or, or hunting? And the more you get into fishing, the more I think you're going to want to fish this fall. I could go another month of summer before we think about hunting and that won't be the case, but there's definitely going to be a few more days where we maybe won't force a sit in the deer stand or force a sit in a duck blind uh, and go fish if things aren't favorable. We we have that luxury. We mm-hmm. talk about that. We don't have to hunt every day because we get to hunt almost every day. So if things don't line up, why force a hunt? And that probably won't pan out. Of course, some of those bad days you don't think are going to work out or good days, but maybe yeah. maybe we can just jump in a boat if uh, we got no wind and we want to try to shoot a mallard. Let's go fish instead and wait for a day with wind or the wrong wind in your tree stand. Don't sit there and get busted. Maybe we'll go try to catch some some walleyes or a muskie or whatever. So options are out there, and I think uh, I think the smoker crab is going to see a little more time when the leaves turn. Yeah, honestly, honestly, I really don't start to think about hunting season as much as I'm excited for it. Like October is when I really start to think about it. Temps finally start to cool off a little bit. You know, you start talking about the rut for deer and bow hunting. Um, Fishing is still pretty good at that point. And the duck hunting is starting to get a little bit better. Like I just, the, the, the more... The, the more I do it, I think the less I get excited about waterfowl hunting in September, at least here. Now we're going to go up to Saskatchewan and hunt in September. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that, of course, but, uh, I, I like hunting late season mallards. So I'm going to look forward to, to, to waterfall hunting a little bit later and pheasant hunting when the crops come out. Although we saw so much, uh, of the crop coming out in Saskatchewan during our drive home here this last week. I think the crops are, you know, I haven't talked to my farmer buddies back home here uh, lately, but I have a feeling we're, we're going to see some crops coming out early this year. Yeah, more dry weather. That's kind of the case. The corn was standing pretty tall and got their their uh, leaves pointed up, wanting rain, it looks like, when we came in. But, yeah, wheat was coming out, wheat and oats, I assume, coming out in Saskatchewan mm-hmm. and Alberta, and it was dry up there, too. So you know, we saw a lot of sloughs dry, but we saw a lot of sloughs looted. 
Looted. Looted with We dogs. wanted to do some looting. <laughs> they were loaded. The slews were looted with dukes. So <laughs> Nice too, okay. Take yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, there were ducks. You know, the wa- the ponds that did have water, they had ducks in them all over the place. And uh, ducks and geese. So I, I think we've got some good duck numbers. There definitely were some dry slews up there in some dry conditions. And in North Dakota, when we came down, there were some dry conditions there too. She's looking, the, the area needs some rain for sure. But um, hope, and then it sounds like we got over two inches here last week uh, in western Minnesota anyway. So could use a little bit more in any case. Uh, but Tazin could use some rain up there, too, because as you've seen, we, while we were recording this, our air quality alert went off here locally for more smoke from Canadian wildfires. And when we were flying into Tazin Lake Lodge, uh, here is a fire right next to Lake Athabasca. So you're looking at the south shore of Lake Athabasca. And if you were looking out the left side of the plane, you saw this wildfire. And if you were looking out the right side of the plane, you saw the Athabasca sand dunes. So it was, it was something to look at on both sides of the plane. But uh, pretty wild when we flew in. And, it, you know, it was safe the whole time. But you could see the smoke filling the sky as we were flying over Lake Athabasca and the cabin started to get dark and you know, it, it was a completely different flight experience. And it looked at one point it looked like Armageddon and you could just see this bar of sunlight underneath. It looked like, um, like sunset in when there's a summer storm and there's a sunset. So real dark clouds and just a band of light underneath those clouds as the clouds start to break. That's what it looked like as the sun peeked through underneath all this wildfire smoke and we all kind of looked at each other in the plane like, well, if this is the, this is the end of the world, this is the place to, for the end of the world. This is the best place to be if it's the end of the world because uh, we're in a neat place up there. But uh, the wildfires were were uh, happening all around the area. Nothing too close to camp. We were never in any danger. The camp's fine. Uh, I know there's some more trips uh, coming there this year and people were worried about wildfires. Nothing near the camp, but a, a lot of smoke you'd have to deal with. There were a couple of days where it was hard to see the shoreline. There was so much smoke up there, Dan. It makes you happy to have a garment with a trail where you can, yeah. you know, see where you are and see where you're going. And hard to see it. It made it hard to see in the water, too. There's a lot of reefs with the low water, a lot of reefs that uh, popped up that became dangerous. And it was kind of tricky. The water's so clear. Normally you can see them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but some of that smoke and weird lighting made it tricky to see in the water to find those reefs. So happy to have good electronics to uh, mark that stuff. The western side of Tazan Lake, the southwest corner down there, that burned right before uh, we got up there, probably in June, I suppose, mm-hmm. that fire was going, something around there. Pretty big fire, and we went down there and checked it out, and a, a landscape obviously looks a little bit different, but that pushed all the wildlife close to our camp. So th- we had the most moose sightings I think we've ever had this year. Uh, there were black bear sightings uh, all over the place. There was a, a couple of really nice moose that we saw. This one, we called this, started to call this Moose Bay, if you're watching the video. This moose uh, hung out in this little bay right here. I don't know how many times we saw him going by, four or five? A lot. Yeah, something like that. We kind of lost count. But uh, every time, every time we went that bay, he was in there hanging out. He's like, "What's up, guys? Uh, you know, fishing's open. Moose up front. Should have told you. Check it out." So um, really cool to see wildlife while we we're up there. We did see a bunch of waterfowl. <clears throat> I saw a pintail up there for the first time. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of neat. Saw a bunch of mallards and uh, of course surf scoters. So we were in some of those breeding areas when the birds go up and you hear about them going up to Northern Canada to breed and you think that's so far away and in this foreign place, whatever we were, you're fishing in it at Tazan. And we actually saw a surf scoter brood while we were up there this year, which was pretty cool. Yeah. They don't, 
we kind of struggled. Well, we didn't struggle. We just had to get close to see what they really were. But it was like, oh, that's not what you look like in the pictures when you're looking at their summer colors and hens and, yeah. and little uh, surf scoterlings. That's what I'm going to call them. Scoterlings. And it was it was just three. So three ducklings, uh, uh, hen, and, and just three. And during our trip to Alaska last year, we talked to a biologist um, who talked about surf surf scoters and sea ducks in general, their brood size is generally smaller. Like they have a harder time uh, breeding than say puddle ducks or, um, you know, like mallards and pintails, things like that, the, where those eggs, they might have eight or nine eggs in a clutch where sea ducks will be quite a bit f- fewer. And that's what we saw. Only three swimming around. They definitely could have lost a couple to big pike because I'm sure pike eat a lot of those surf scoters up there on that lake that'd be so okay so that's what we need to talk to live target about next is a surf scoter duckling bait oh i bet we could get vic to uh design one of those uh vic from live target is coming up here on the show we're going to talk to him about his trip to tazan lake lodge and maybe find out a little bit about what might be coming out from live target here in the near future also trevor montgomery we'll jump in the boat with both of them when we come back on sporting journal radio 852 million acres of public land, 147 million private properties, all in the palm of your hand. The number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx. Northern Minnesota's Walleye Factory is a year-round world-class fishing destination. The perfect getaway this summer is just a short drive to Lake of the Woods. Fish Big Traverse Bay, the Rainy River, or visit the unique Northwest Angle. To catch big fish, you have to go where the big fish are. Plan your trip to Lake of the Woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. That's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Kodiak, a North American waterfowl film, is coming to the Fish Hunt Forever YouTube channel. Well, I've been a sea duck hunter for about 30 seconds, and I've already got one that's probably going to go on the wall, so this is the coolest duck hunt I've ever been on. Presented by Boss Shot Shells, with support from Sitka and Beretta, and additional support from Alclair Outdoors, High Prairie Animal Arts, and the Association of Great Lakes Outdoor Riders. Watch Kodiak on the Fish Hunt Forever YouTube channel. So we are out here on Tazan Lake right now, just trolling around looking for some of these big giant lake trout. I'm with Vic Cook from Live Target. Vic, how you doing? I'm great here. Fishing a beautiful lake with some great friends, so. Yeah, it's been a fun trip. Uh, we got one day left. When we're recording this, we got one day left on the trip. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of the lake? Well, first off, the lake is absolutely beautiful. Um, you're talking about a pristine environment, a great fishery. We've had uh, just a blast here with these uh, lakers and um, and the pike, uh, and and it, it's world class fishing, uh, and and it's all to ourselves. Yeah. It's fantastic. Maybe the best part. It's so you know we're so remote up here. It's it's scenic and it's quiet, and obviously trophy fish helps. But just like every, it's got kind of the whole package, right? It's like a, it's a neat adventure. It's it's cool to be here, and of course it's great fishing. It's a little bit of everything. 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 What did you think when you landed on the lake? When you got here for the first time, what was your impression? Was it what you expected? 
It, you know, it was a little bit more than I expected. I, I, I kind of have this had this idea in my mind. I'd seen, you know, some of the videos and, and, and talked to all of you. Uh, but flying in, you know, uh, you know, the, the country's beautiful. Uh, the, the landscape is, is unbelievable. We, you know, we saw these humongous dunes coming across. Um, some of these uh, rivers uh, emptying out in, in, into the lakes, you know, it, it just ab absolutely beautiful. And then, you know, I'm, I'm anticipating, you know, Tazan Lake and and the lodge. What it's, what, you know, what, what it's all going to be look look like. And we kind of we kind of come in, we fly down, we we land, um, and it, it's this beautiful lake. Very unique, surrounded by you know mountains. It's it's kind of its own own little world. Um, the, the water is is crystal clear, um, and then and then there there's the lodge. And then as as we approach the dock, you know there, a, a group of people come out to, to greet us and take our bags. I mean it, it you, you felt like you're world class citizen here. Um, it was it, it was spectacular and. Um, and then kind of walking around the, 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 the lodge area and that, it, it, it's impressive. It, it, it's very impressive. And then there's the anticipation of the fishing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of the best part, of course. You know, the fishing here, the, the fishing pressure is relatively light. There's big forage base, there's big fish here. And uh, lots of water for these big fish to, to hide out in, no commercial netting. All, all that good stuff creates uh, just kind of a unique experience. And. You know, it's been fun to use some of the live target baits up here. There's a couple of things that, that stood out for me. Yesterday, uh, we, we needed a shore lunch pike. And I said, Vic, all right, I just want you to start casting this spot right here. And I just handed you a rod and I'd had some other crankbait on it. And you're like, oh, well, I'll just throw this quick. We just need a quick fish. And he cast five or six times and didn't catch anything. And, and I said, wait a minute, you know what we need for this? Yes. We need, a live target will do the trick. We need live target. So what do we do? We put on that perch uh, jerk bait. What happened? One cast. First cast. <laughs> done. Locked on. Eating Locked fresh on. pike. And then today, same I kind did of wonder thing. why we were we weren't throwing live target. So, but <laughs> we, that's another story. Yeah, we probably should have started with that right away. Uh, that, and that bait that you were using, that lure, I used that up here a lot last year. It runs pretty shallow. It looks, of course, super realistic. Uh, the fish just couldn't resist it. Uh, we caught some lake trout on it too, uh, but we really used it for pike because a lot of our bays have have a lot of you know trees and grabby stuff down there. It's really easy to get hooked up and, and lose a lure. So having something that runs shallow like that, that jerk bait, is was perfect for us up here. And we caught a lot of fish. Now you can see it was all beat up from bouncing off, uh, from getting chewed on and bouncing off some rocks and trees and things like that. But it's been a really good lure. And then today on our way out here, uh, we wanted we wanted shore a shore lunch fish as well. And what happened? Well, I, I, I uh, Trevor, our host, uh, said, you know, uh, here, here's a, you know, a rod. Let's go cast it along the shoreline. There, there's some cabbage there. You'll pick up something, you know, in, in a little bit. And I, well, I had to say, can you, do you have a, a live target jerk bait that I could use? <laughs> yeah, so he actually had a new one in the package. Opened it up. We threw it on, and cast that out right away first cast again um, and so um, I guess there's something to those live target lures there definitely <laughs> are and they, you know they look really cool and this year we brought up uh, a big perch crankbait and I, I think it looks great I tried it out for the first time the other day caught fish on it right away
And you've got a couple of, it's a couple of different sizes with that one? A couple different sizes, different colors. depths, different colors, um, and it really to match the hatch, which of course is our, our DNA, so. Do we have, Trevor, do you have one? Do you have that one back there still? We'll show it to the, we'll show it, yeah, that's fine. We'll show it to the people watching, watching this. So this is the one, this is the one in my, show, yeah, this is the one I'm talking about right here. And so. And it's got that rattle. Here's a smaller one, yeah. That's a great, great bait calling uh, predators from the deep. Uh, and, and again, the live target uh, products are all, you know, matching the hatch, okay? Yeah. Uh, but in profile, color patterns, and in action. You know, we th that that's where we spend our time and energy in developing products that can truthfully, you can utilize to catch any, any, any predator fish uh, and match up any, any, any forage. And this is, you brought up a couple rattle baits for us, and I really like these bait ball uh, rattle baits. These are nice, these are cool looking. Our rattle baits are, are, are you know, we spend a lot of time in the design process. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's not, not just a typical rattle bait. Um, you know, it's got, got the, the, the flash, the multiple flash points because of the multiple bodies of fish um, and, and great rattles. We concentrate on developing a, a sound that's a, a, a great fish great, uh, attractor. Great searching bait, great bait all the way around. Yeah, and this is one of Trevor's favorites right here. As you can tell, it is well used. <laughs> We probably shouldn't be showing that because it's, it's not, not made anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Trevor's going to make you start making it again. Man box. <laughs> it's, it's highly priced. Well, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that's it. No, we we no. can tell everybody how great we it is and we'll, we'll bring it back. We don't but, want everybody to uh, <laughs> You're going to get phone calls. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. The, the, the price just went up on eBay. <laughs> See, I just made you money. That's right. <laughs> so uh, let's go back. Let's just go back to the beginning a little bit. I mean, a lot of people watching this or listening to this probably know, know about Live Target, but tell me, tell me about Live Target, and you know how long, how long it's, you know, when you started it, and uh, what your what your mission was. Well, uh, Live Target was started uh, back in 2007. Um, uh, my partner Grant Coppers, uh, uh, Canadian, uh, and and I, um, we we started the company based based upon trying to develop lures uh, in the fishing and tackle industry that replicated bait fish, truthfully. Uh, you know, we, we started off, um, you know, I, I came from fly fishing, so uh, again, match the hatch, really really getting dialed into uh, uh, making a fly that, that exactly as possible replicated uh, the forage. Um, and, and Grant was the same way. Grant, Grant was a guide on the Niagara River, Ontario region. Um, we grew up across the river from each other um, and got to know each other and decided that, um, you know, pieces of plastic and pieces of wood that were, you know, painted brightly or whatever uh, to catch fish just didn't quite make sense. We, we looked to be disruptors. We looked to be, to bring something to the market where, um, like in the fly fishing vein, um, you could design something that looked like the real thing, that acted like the real thing, and that, um, you know, pro we believe in profile. Profile is everything. Uh, so once you get the profile, and then, then you match the color pattern to, to the forage. We have multiple color patterns that can, um, you know, match the, 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 the different waters, you know, stained water, clear water, whatever. Uh, with our finishes and um, you know that's that's how we got started and to be honest with you um, you know the concept we proved the concept 
and then we, we went into production and live target didn't didn't take long for live target to take take off because you could see the difference and then the, the key was you could fish the difference and the and the fishing with live target products was a, a success right out of the gate so yeah i remember when when it started it, it there wasn't anything else like it out there nothing and what's this is what's in, in my mind what's really interesting and it's confirmation uh, of of our, our premise and that is I keep, you know, Bass Pro Shop books, you know, uh, and, and Cabela's uh, from every year, you know, back. And you can go back to 2007 and you can see um, what, what uh, hard baits look like, okay, because we, we started out with hard baits. And you look at them today. Well, back then, there were no scale patterns. Heck, sometimes there weren't even eyes. Um, and now, now you see in what, what uh, you know, the current productions from different companies, they got scale patterns, they've got fins, they've got eyes. Um, and to me, that's, that, that tells everything, that it must matter because everybody's doing it and selling something, you know, that, that's an improvement over what there was. You guys are trendsetters, kind of cha change the industry. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the, that ultra-realistic look is happening in a lot of places. Now people are trying to replicate that, and uh, I just remember being really impressed with how they looked and, and uh, not seeing anything like that before that. And, 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 and I might add, you know, uh, that we didn't stop there. Uh, you know, we, you know, it, it's one thing to make something look just like the real thing, but the action was, is always very hard, very challenging. So we put a lot of emphasis during COVID uh, uh, when we had time off uh, to really dig deep mm -hmm. into uh, adding action uh, to uh, to the, the appearance. And so we're, we're, I think we're very innovative. We are the most innovative and I'm not, I'm not just bragging. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, we you're are, a little biased. We but. are the most innovative <laughs> lure developing company um, that, that exists. Yeah. And that's why we're being copied. And we are being copied. So we always have to stay one step ahead of everybody else. You started with hard baits, but then you've since expanded into other, some other offerings uh, under the live target name. Exactly. Um, we, we had to, you know, uh, we wanted to be um, an all-inclusive uh, lure company. So we wanted to target freshwater, saltwater, hard baits, soft plastic baits, um, and bring new innovations in, into all of that. So for example, in the soft plastics, uh, what we've done um, is we've developed what we call the ICT series. Um, this is an example of, of instead of taking just a, a plastic bait um, that has, has it, it, no real shape or, or, or reason to it, when it's supposed to mimic a certain forage, and we, we, we make it look like a forage in soft plastic. Uh, so we have um, an inner core um, that looks exactly like a bait fish, scale patterns and everything, and then it's surrounded by a uh, clear exoskeleton to protect that. But the, th the problem is if you make an inner core that looks exactly like a bait fish, how do you get to swim right? Yeah. You gotta have the boot tail, you gotta have you gotta have the action, you gotta have the engine that, that makes the thing move. So the simple process, after careful development, was to make an outer exoskeleton that had all the necessities uh, of making it swim right. Um, and but you make that clear while you have an inner body 
that looks like a bait fish. And now you got the best of both worlds. You got the most realistic soft plastic uh, product available on the market. Uh, just just one one expansion. And then of course there's there's salt water. Um, so we expanded into salt water again and into soft plastic and, and hard plastic bait. So you won an iCast award for that last year. We won an iCast award. Uh, yeah, a best in show in hard bait salt water category. Um, I'm very proud to say that that Live Target um, uh, has what 13 best in best in show awards, um, uh, ranging in from salt water to fresh water, soft plastic to hard plastic, um, and um, in one year uh, we won three awards, yeah. uh, three three different cat categories. So uh, again, awards are nice, but I think uh, it's it's. You know, it's it's the culmination of uh, hard work, pride in what we do, and our team that works effortlessly um, to create the products, and 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 uh, uh, the vision uh, that's provided by by the founders. So, winning those awards obviously is going to make you feel proud of of the company and what you've done with it. But is there something aside from the awards that you know maybe a lure you designed or something that really took off that that makes you say, yeah, this is. This, this this was my this is what I achieved with Live Target. Well, I you know I I I think the awards are are great, but every single product that we make is um, is brought to market uh, when we feel that it is the best it can be, um, and so each one of those that comes out of production and goes goes you know into retail is a product that we're very proud of and we've all fished and we catch product you know we, we, we catch uh, fish on it so every time we cast one of those it doesn't matter whether it wound up winning an award or not it's something that that we have confidence in being a great fish catcher for our anglers and and we, we pride ourselves on the fact that we build products for everyone, the average, the, the, the novice angler, all the way up to, to the pros. And, um, and, and yes, the, 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 the awards, the awards are, are when, when you have something very special that you know is so different and, and solves a, 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 a problem. And, 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 and really that's how we start. We start with um, solutions for the angler. That, that, that's how that's how we start off a concept. How can we solve this problem uh, with this particular product? And then when you when you're recognized nationally and internationally, yeah, that's um, it's you know high five and um, and then go back to work and do the next one. <laughs> how often do you get a phone call or an email or somebody comes up to you at a show and says you need to make this? <laughs> you know, I've got this idea. Like like Trevor back here, he's had a couple ideas for you. I bet that happens a lot. Um, three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> what, and you know, with that line, I mean, there's probably a lot of guys that are, that are avid anglers that are out there watching this or listening to this saying, gosh, I've always wanted to make this, or I think I could do this. Some guys are making their own lures, some homemade stuff at and home. And some pretty cool stuff sometimes. What's been the biggest challenge when making a viable fishing lure? Not only one that catches fish, but that's gonna be uh, something that's gonna be viable as a marketable product. Well, you know, when, when, when Grant and I started the company, we, we really enjoyed uh, developing products for niche markets. You know, a small pocket, a region, 
that had some seasonality to it um, that we could solve you know, uh, an issue for, for anglers, really create a, a, a niche bait. That was, that was very, very exciting. Um, but things like that have become very, very hard uh, these days when, you know, when you're developing product, you have to have forecasts that will have X number of sales. You have to have a, mar a certain margin to return. So you, some of those doors to, to those kind of products are, are, have been closed. And then, you know, to be quite honest with you, um, government. Um, government gets its hands in everything, as we know, yeah. but even in making lures. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, we, we, um, you know, we, we, we love our country. We want to we wanna build everything here. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how hard we tried to do that, but, you know, certain painting operations, certain things, you know, just, we, we, we can't do it. Um, we, do, we, we had one project um, that we pulled from uh, outside of the country to be made, and uh, we were we were going to make it locally in my, my hometown. I actually made the product, but when it came time to, you know, um, hands-on, putting hooks on, split rings, and getting the process painted be between the EPA and then, uh, you know, cost of labor um, and, and, and environmental stuff, um, which we are very respectful of. My God, we're, we're fishermen. We, we want to preserve our environment probably more than, than the, the average uh, conservationist out there, so the, the, the lay people. Sure. Um, it just, it is very hard. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. Uh, too, too many things coming into play. Um, so, but you find a way. I know you fish salt a lot, and I've told you this a, a number of times, uh, especially after coming up here. I've never, I've never said I need to go to Florida and fish in the ocean, and then I did it with you last year, and now, I, now I, I want to go fish in Florida in the ocean all the time. Like I was blown away by that saltwater fishing down there. Uh, you know, I, I, my my partner Grant Coppers, um, I brought him down one time. Oh, years and years ago. Grant and I have been friends for, God, what, 25 years. Um, and after that one time down in Florida, he goes, I'm never going saltwater fishing again. Because if I do, I'll never freshwater fish. <laughs> and I, and, I, and that's, that's kind of an unfair statement. But, yeah. but the, the reality is that there, there's, they all have their draw and appeal. Yeah. Um, saltwater is, is different. Uh, so if you're if you're a common freshwater uh, fisher, um, you know you get a taste of those big fish, uh, uh, and and which is why we love the the lake trout here. I mean, right. we're we're out here right now hunting for big big lake trout um, because it's a it's just a fantastic fish. So um, yeah, saltwater fishing is I. I I do they, do a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, they, the fish down there fight so much harder than I was expecting them to, and I, you know that's what I like about it up here. And and honestly, it becomes how it becomes a question of how many hobbies and how much can you afford to do yeah. and it's almost like you got to pick one it's like musky fishing I, I understand the appeal but I'd have to like sell body parts to be able to afford it at this point you know right. it's uh, like Tazin and, and these big lake trout up here uh, is, is really kind of grabbed a hold I mean obviously I'm a walleye fisherman back home and that's what I'll do most of the time when I'm back in Minnesota but man I come up here every chance I get because not not only the big lake trout here but the big pike that you can get here too and well it, I was, was going to say don't don't just catch yeah. a pike fish 
fishing well, and here. You, it's, you know, and you catch some of those mid-dubber 40s, or, or once you catch a 50, you want to catch every 50. So then it's it, then it becomes like musky, musky hunting and musky fishing at that point. You want to come up here and catch all the big fish. And, uh, and even the action fish up here, those lake trout, as you've seen this week, it's almost like the, the smaller lake trout are on a different level up here. Like they're they're wilder and just just mad at the world. Like, why do I have to be up here <laughs> with a with a three month summer and, and nine months of winter? Yeah. I couldn't have been born in, in Florida. <laughs> you know? They're just mad at the world, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. And obviously we've been using a lot of live target stuff up here. Now with live target being part of the Mustad family, uh, there's a lot of options there. You got you got rods, you got line, you've got you know swivels, you got you got hook. Of course the hooks and the jaw that new jaw lock that came out last year that I got to see down there at ICAST. Being part of the Mustad family is 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 been uh, a great step forward. We we've, we've married uh, and you know a great lure company with a great hook company, uh, and to have that uh, ability uh, when building a lure, uh, which one of the problem areas is matching the hook. Uh, to that lure to be uh, to keep the balance to to keep the fish on um, and to have to have a company like Mustad that will work hand in hand with you and, and we actually um, start, started our relationship when we were developing a swim bait series we needed custom hooks for our swim baits and boy I tell you what the expertise uh, that Mustad brings to the table um, the people there are, are as passionate and as um, uh, as precise as as we felt that we were so it, it, it has been a, a great great marriage so far so um, I only th think that things are, are going to get better well what else what else uh, when you talk about things getting better what else might be on the horizon what can we look for uh, anything you can talk about uh, expect to see some soft plastics uh, okay. some unique soft plastics that are going to be uh, take a little bit different direction um, you're going to see from uh, from Mustad uh, introduced at ICAST and award-winning at FTEX this year, the new Alpha Point, uh, which is going to concentrate on um, the freshwater market specific mm. techniques of the bass market. New Alpha Point system is is um, going to provide you with literally the sharpest, uh, uh, most deeply penetrating hooks available. Uh, on the market with special coatings that are going to prevent uh, corrosion. So look look for that and look for that on some potential uh, live target baits, not to uh, which is different than the Ultra Point. The Ultra Point has its unique place as well. Um, any saltwater fisherman knows that you don't go fishing without uh, must out Ultra Point. So. Um, lots of lots of exciting things coming. New Tazan Lake series of live target baits. Now there you go. <laughs> there you go. I got some ideas. I know Trevor's got the the wheels spinning up there. Well, that's that's see that's two two requests today already. <laughs> no three. Cause, there'll, there'll be a third yeah. one. I promise. <laughs> oh yeah, we ain't done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're out here trolling on Tazan Lake right now, looking yeah, for those big lake trout. There's looks like there's one down there right now. Let's see if we can All get right. you a big fish. Big. Sounds great. Exciting. Thanks for being on the show. My pleasure. Live target. The leader in Match the Hatch is back with new lures that also match the action. Introducing the Live Craw. The Live Craw is irresistible to bass, walleye, and other freshwater species. FTEX winner, the ultimate frog, looks and acts just like a swimming frog. With an exposed ultra point mustad hook and replaceable legs, the ultimate frog has two styles, two sizes, and eight colors. And I cast an FTEX winner, the live shrimp mimics a fleeing shrimp for saltwater anglers. Coming soon from Live Target. Did you know there are more than 1,000 lakes in Ottertail County? Yep, and I'm gonna fish as many as I can. I'm an outdoorsy otter. 
Nothing beats a full day of fishing for me. The lakes of Ottertail County give me plenty of options to lower my boat and snag the perfect catch. Not an outdoorsy otter? No problem. Ottertail County has something for everyone. You just need to find your inner otter. To find your inner otter, go to ottertaillakescountry.com. Devil's Lake is legendary, and this summer has been legendary for walleyes. Don't miss out. Call Haybell Heights Campground and Resort today to book one of their modern cabins on East Bay. The cabins are furnished with a full bathroom, kitchen, and all the amenities like high-speed internet and are clean following CDC guidelines. Staying at Haybell Heights gives you full access to a private boat launch, fish cleaning station, and beach area. Learn more at haybellheights.com. That's haybellheights.com. Plan your trip to legendary Devil's Lake today. All right, Trevor Montgomery is uh, with us now here, along with Vic Cook here in the boat. We're on Tazan Lake looking for big lake trout. Trevor, how's it going? It's great. Every day on Tazan is great. It's not bad. Beautiful day out here right now. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, you got to love it. Um, it's, uh, it's almost the end of the season. How's summer been? It's been a great summer. Uh, it's been very dry this year. A lot of forest fires was fairly smoky. Uh, we're starting to get some rain. You know, it's coming into fall time weather and it's just beautiful. You know, fish has been good. It was kind of wild there early in the year. Uh, I saw some pictures before we got up here about the, with the, all the wildfire smoke. Mm -hmm. And then when we got here, there were a couple of days where you couldn't see islands in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, it's nice now. You know, the wind's blowing it out. We had a couple two and a half day rain that really helped out to slow everything down again. So. Lake is down this year. It is, yes. It's down three and a half feet probably by now, maybe four feet earlier in the season. Um, so it's definitely changed things a little bit. Uh, from the looks of it and you know, weeds where they grow and a few rocks closer to the surface now. You know, people watching or listening to this back home know about Devil's Lake and how that lake has fluctuated so much. You know, Jason Mitchell was just up here. Uh, it, having the water down, I mean, obviously you're still going to fish some of your favorite spots, but really it's made some areas completely different this year. It's almost like a new lake in some places. Absolutely, yeah. There's weeds growing where they haven't grown before and, you know, it just uh, changes, like you say, areas we can access. changes a number of things that way. Um, you're going to be open for uh, the fall spawn a little bit this year. You've been doing that the last couple of years. That's kind of a wild time up here. Absolutely, yeah. We're really looking forward to it too as well. You know, it's such a great time of year. The weather's nice, there's no bugs, and uh, usually the fishing's pretty darn good. Once those trout all move up, I wouldn't want to be a pike in the shallows with that time. <laughs> you know? yeah. We went on a little mission uh, looking for fall spawning reefs and new weed beds. Mm -hmm. You know, was, obviously you've been around every inch of this lake before, but being able to go around it again with different conditions like this, it was, it was kind of a fun adventure. Absolutely, yeah. It, uh, it was really neat to go out and check out areas and look at other areas that I haven't been to for a little while and that, you know, especially with, with the conditions being lo lower water. Often there is weed growing that you can see now that you couldn't see from before. It was a fun year up here. Uh, I got up late, but it, from what I saw before I got up here, it looked like you guys had a great time. It was a busy season, a lot of guests rolling through here, mm -hmm. but it was a fa it was a, more of a family season. I, f I felt like Barry had some of his family up, you had some of your family up. Uh, Bradshaw's still up here uh, with us right now. How nice was it to have family up here? Oh, it was awesome. You know, uh, this is the first year that all of my family's been up here, uh, not all at the same time, but all my two older sons, Thomas and Ashton, came to help open camp the early season. And then uh, in July, my wife, uh, Elizabeth, and uh, my three other kids, Leo, North, and Bradshaw, uh, come up. And then Bradshaw's been working since since the wife and the other two kids left. 
even after working with us. So. That's a pretty cool experience to get as a, what is he, 13? Yeah, 13. 13, and working at a uh, northern Saskatchewan fishing camp. Absolutely. Yeah, and he's loving it. It's, it's right in his skill set. He's loving the fishing, loving learning a number of new skills and that. Including how to make fishing lures mm. out of old spoons. Right, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he uh, found a spoon at your lunch and put it in the boat and we ended up uh, working it over, put some he wire brushed it up, sanded it down, drilled a hole in it for a swivel. There's already two holes in it uh, for the where the handle used to go. And then, yeah, threw some glow paint on, and today he's caught a number of fish on it. Yeah. So, yeah. It's hard to say how old that spoon might have been because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the elements. Oh, fish on there's it. fish. <laughs> nice. Well, that's good timing. Lost it. What? Trevor, you had one job. Wow. Catch fish on the show. All right. Well, he might still be following. Quite right to the bait line. They're real aggressive. Uh, you've had them come and hit hit a second time in yeah. situations like that, haven't you? Absolutely. Yeah. So well, let's just go back to the spoon for one second. You don't always know how old stuff like that is because in the elements things can rust pretty quickly. But that's that. I mean, Tazan is one. The Tazan Lake Lodge is one of the oldest active fishing lodges in Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of history on this lake. That spoon could have been pretty old. Absolutely, it sure could have been. You know, I'm mean, <laughs> not even going to guess. I, you can probably say, yeah, uh, 2018. Sure. Yeah, something like <laughs> that. Yeah, it's hard to say. 2015. But in any case, uh, it caught some fish. That was pretty neat. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm sure it probably caught some pike on it the second spot we went to, too, as well, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, that's, that was, uh, that. What, did, what do you think he's thought of his uh, adventure? How long has he been up here? Let me get up, uh... 9th of July, I think it was, something like that. So over a month. Yeah, so a month. right around a month. Yeah. It's gonna, what What are uh, all his friends gonna say when he gets back? Mm. Yeah, well, I know he said uh, he's been, of course, sharing some snaps and, and things like that. And yeah, they're, they're pretty pumped, you know? And of course, he's seen some bears. He's seen, he hasn't seen a moose yet, but we're hoping. How does that happen? Because everybody else seen 100 moose, but he's seen a couple bears, three, four bears, so. This is uh, the most moose sightings you've, that you can remember up here, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Those fires have definitely moved the moose around, you know? Yeah, there was a fire pretty close, and... Yeah, it burned up the west shoreline of the lake all the way up and farther north as well, and definitely has concentrated some of those animals. Those fires, I mean, they happen every year. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just part of part of dealing with, you know, life in the north. Yeah. Uh, it was cool. We, I've, Flying in from Fort McMurray a couple of years back, we, we saw one off in the distance, mm -hmm. but this year coming in, there was kind of a bigger one along the south shore of Lake Athabasca. So we, when we were flying and crossing the river, you know, about to cross the lake, Athabasca, the sand dunes were on the right and the wildfire was on the left. Mm -hmm. And then when we came over the lake, I mean, it was like Armageddon, the the amount of smoke and the, the way the sunset was coming through the smoke. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we had a great pilot and, that, you know, they know what they're doing mm -hmm. when they're when they're flying. But it was wild. Like all of a sudden, the cabin got a little dark, and it was. We all kind of looked at each other. We we're like, "Well, if this is if this is the end, this is a great place to be." <laughs> I hear you. You know, that's for sure. Yeah, it was quite unique with some of the the way the smoke streams came across. That's for sure. You know, it was like red sky or darkened. It was it was kind of eerie a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it seemed like it was a real dark day, evening time, or whatever, even in the, heat, in the light of the day. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I know there's a couple of times, you know, Linder, the Linder media crew was mm -hmm. up, uh, Jeremy Smith, Jeff Simpson, and Mike Hainer, and they they were filming in the middle of the day out here, and they were using their camera light. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of wild to see that. And even on an overcast day, I like to use a light sometimes, but it was clearly pretty dark because of that smoke yeah. at lunchtime, mm -hmm. basically. So that was kind of neat. We had uh, Jason Mitchell was here too. Mm -hmm. the, the Linder crew was here. Obviously, Vic is here now. It's been kind of a fun summer with some TV shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. No, it's been good to get to know some new people too as well. You know, it's been great that way. We had a crew, you know, I always like to tell this story, uh, or people always ask how I got up here originally, and that was because we came up and filmed that TV show Northland Outdoors back in whatever it was, 2016. Yeah. And that show still airs at times and places, but there were a couple of guys from rugby that came up here in North Dakota, and uh, they saw that show in 2016 when it came out, and then said, we should go there someday. And here they are, 2023, they just came back and uh, got their trip of a lifetime at Tazan. Absolutely. Yeah, they had a great trip, so like, they had a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, we did a lot more jigging this year mm -hmm. up here, or we have and you have. Mm -hmm. uh, trolling obviously is, has been more productive historically, and, and to me it's it's kind of a relaxing way to fish. It can be a long day sitting out here trolling, mm -hmm. especially if the bite is off a little bit. You know, we, we put our hours in out here, oh, for sure. I mean, it, 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 I'd like to say uh, you have a great chance to catch a big fish here, but it isn't always easy, like, like anywhere else. Yeah. It's never a guarantee. But jigging them, and I got to jig one up on the live scope, a 40 and a half incher, mm -hmm. and jigging those fish, uh, I know I've heard about a few bites this year, been kind of soft bites mm -hmm. uh, during jigging, but most of my experiences with those big 40 plusers, it's like a freight train coming in and smoking that jig. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, jigging is, is fun. We've been spending quite a bit more time on it. You know, last year we started doing a fair bit more when we were fishing for the action-sized fish and, and I guess tweaking it and figuring out kind of how it works most effectively. And now, of course, we've turned that over and utilized that towards the larger fish too as well. So uh, there's nothing like setting the hook and it not moving. Your rod doesn't move. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, that's for sure. We had a couple... I had one in my boat this year that was a, a great big one and set the hook on that. 48 incher? 48 incher, yeah, uh, by 29 or 30. Inch. Jeez. You know what? It's, according to the, the calculation formula, it says about 50 pounds, 50.38 pounds or something like that. And it was it was a beautiful fish. There's no doubt in my mind it was, it was awesome. It was a super monster. It was a long fight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great fight, up and down, up and down. It was about 95 feet of water, I think, or 100 feet of water. Uh, but it hit like a walleye. Soft bite. Yeah, well, it was just like a tap, 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 tap. And he set the hook and it's like, oh, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> The nice thing jigging straight up and down too with the, not having to run the big weights is you don't need quite as heavy as a rock, you know, so you can have a little bit more and it's more direct, you know, it's you fighting the fish directly with nothing else in between. So it adds an element of, you know, excitement. I mean, I think that's the ultimate jigging one of those big fish, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you, I've had this live scope. Actually, Danny Thompson let me borrow his live scope too, so I could record the screen on it and get mm -hmm. some get some better footage that we'll have in Tez and TV, by the way. But I I think using I had a medium light uh, mustard rod this year up here, a spinning rod, and we we're jigging for the smaller size lake trout, the action trout mm -hmm. on the live scope. And I had I had some of the most fun jigging fish that I, that I maybe have ever had. Yeah. Spotting them on the live scope, and then, you know, you're walleye fishing with fish that fight 10 times harder. Absolutely. It's fun. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, like the couple of nights that we went out and experienced the live scope and had some fun with that. That was amazing. Yeah, you, you haven't up and down. And you hadn't really used one before, much had you? Just in the ice castle in the yeah. time there with you. When I brought it up last year. Yeah, to see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's on the list. Yeah. Are you buying one on the way home? Uh, I don't know about the way home, but there's a good chance one might show up under the Christmas tree this year. Man. It's about to wrap up for this year. You got some September guests coming up. I know uh, John Cleveland is coming up. Larry Ladowski with Midwest Outdoors is coming up. Uh, so, you, and then you got some some guests, obviously. So September is going to be a lot of fun. I'll be, I'll be a little bit jealous. Um, Oh, we'll send you pictures every day. <laughs> oh, good. Great. I appreciate yeah. it. Just, just to keep you in the loop. But we're looking at 2024 right now, yes. and uh, some dates have already been getting booked up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah uh, definitely. We've had you know a number of clients that booked up or rebooked for the dates that they're in already, too, as well. And, you know, uh, if you're planning a vacation or if you're planning a fishing trip, always best to, you know, call and, and figure out dates sooner rather than later. Yeah. Sure. We got some great dates available. We would love to uh, extend the trout season a little bit more next year too as well. And the beauty of the trout season in, in September is, is that the pike are voracious and they're their heaviest, you know, before they go into that winter kind of dormancy. And so they're feeding like crazy and everything's just turned all up and messed all up together. Everything's everywhere. And, yeah, so it's a real exciting time. All right, I'll be there. Yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm just going to stay. You know, uh, I, I love it up here, this trip. The, like we were talking before we got on the boat today, Trevor, because it's our last full day here at the lodge today. It's never enough time up here. No, no, it sure isn't. You know, it's the season goes by so fast and then boom, it's done and heading home again or, you know, closing up camp. We started flipping boats over. Barry and I yesterday flipped three boats over during the day. And, you know, that that's that thing that really tells you, oh, okay, winding down for another year, you know. Yeah. It makes wow. you feel your seasons, that's for sure. Well, I'm coming up for longer, a longer time next year. <laughs> I'm just saying it right <laughs> I now. I figured you, you probably here. would. I was amazed. <laughs> well, we had stuff going on this year. Yeah, and, of course, yeah. And uh, so. So famous now. So famous. So you want an autograph. Yeah. Too bad. I'm not signing autographs. Too famous for it. All right. Well, uh, Trevor, thanks Thanks for having me up again, of course. Um, uh, good, good luck the rest of the season. You too, Barry. And Vic, thanks for coming up as well. Oh, my pleasure. Sporting Journal Radio is a division of Macaba LLC. If you've got a question, comment, or story idea for us, send us an email. Go to sportingjournalradio.com. While you're there, you can learn how to advertise on the show and visit our store for hats, hoodies, coffee mugs, and more. Go to sportingjournalradio.com.